0: In Acts 1, 8, Jesus said to his disciples, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and Unto the uttermost part of the earth. After we are born again by God, we are given the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16, Paul says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? From time to time, as we live on this earth, the Holy Spirit will bring a word to our mind to show us what to do. Also, the Holy Spirit rises up in us sometimes to speak directly to another person and present a word. I owned a small business in Dallas, Texas, in American Indian Arts, when I was born again. At one point, I was on a buying trip, on a plane, headed toward a buying trip in Albuquerque, New Mexico. As the wheels of the plane touched down on the runway in Albuquerque, I heard... These words, be baptized. To me, when I hear hear a word like that from God, by the Spirit of God, it means now. My cousin, who's a Church of Christ member, was meeting me at the airport to take me to the places where I bought the items for my shop. I said to her, Jean, I've just heard from God to be baptized. So if you can set it up at the church this afternoon, I will be baptized before I return to Dallas. She was shocked. And she said, But you've already been baptized. And I said, yeah, but I wasn't born again, and now I'm born again. And I hear, be baptized. As we drove to the place where I bought the jewelry, we talked, and I talked about God. And Jean pretty much listened. And at one point, she said, well, I've Believe you are a Christian, I just don't know how you can be. I just laughed. She didn't understand being born again. When we got to the church that afternoon, I was surprised because several of my relatives were at the church building. There must have been 13 or 14 people there. And I was further surprised when the Church of Christ minister said to me, would you like to say anything? Because Church of Christ never lets women speak at the church. So I replied, well, yeah, I guess so. And I just started speaking by the Spirit of God, whatever he called to my attention. I noticed that one of my cousins was smiling and her head was shaking up and down as I spoke, like she was saying, that's right, that's right. My uncle was crying all the time I spoke. When we went up to the baptistry, the preacher lowered me into the water and I heard from the Holy Spirit, This is like being buried with Christ. As I came out of the water, I heard from God, the Holy Spirit saying, This is like being raised with Christ. I dressed and went back downstairs and my relatives were still there waiting for me. My uncle still had tears in his eyes, and he said, I have never heard anything like that before. When you get home, could you write that out and send it to me? I said, well, yeah, I guess so. When I got back to Dallas, I did that. Years later, I realized my uncle was born again that day As I spoke at that Church of Christ building, God works with us with signs following when we obey Him. I believe that's Mark chapter 16, verse 20. Jesus works with us with signs following when we do what the Holy Spirit says to do. It is so important not to plan anything. Don't try to plan what you're going to say to your relatives. Trust God to speak through you. Commit it to God. And pray that you speak only those things the Holy Spirit brings to your mind. Almost every time any person is coming to my house, I'm praying, God, please don't let me speak anything except what you want me to speak. And then I yield to the Holy Spirit. Here's an example of that. I was visiting one time with my favorite aunt, who's a Church of Christ member. And I heard from the Holy Spirit, tell your aunt, about being taken into heaven. I didn't want to do that. You really don't often speak supernatural things to Church of Christ members. But I knew it was the Holy Spirit telling me to do this. So I yielded to the Holy Spirit. And I said, an artist, I want to tell you something. After I was born again, in the night I was asleep and one night I was taken into heaven. I was with God. I was with Christ. I was with the Holy Spirit. I saw no images. It was strictly a spiritual experience. At that time, I was merged into the body of Jesus, made one with the word of God. And a few nights later, the exact same thing happened to me again. As I was telling this story, I saw her face, and it had sort of a dreamy look on it. She wasn't frightened at what I said. Many people are frightened when you start to tell them something God has done. But she just had this dreamy look. And when I quit speaking, she said, Something like that happened to me once, and it was all golden. I I was just shocked. I suspect she's never told that story to anyone else about her being taken into heaven. The family was always afraid of Aunt Artis, and they would say, oh, what will artists think about this? She was their gold standard. But I was never afraid of her. We never had a moment where either one of us was afraid of the other one and we just accepted each other and talked freely and she helped me in a great many ways, especially when I was a child. Now I knew the reason that we had always gotten along so well. She had the Spirit of God in her, like I have the Spirit of God in me. And we'd both had experiences with God. When I was approximately 81 years old, I was considering putting new upholstery on the front seat of my 25-year-old car. As I thought about doing this, I very clearly had impressed on my mind the following words from the Holy Spirit. Or you could just buy a new car. I'd never thought of buying a new car. But I thought about it, and I thought, well, that's right, I could buy a new car. I had just sold my house in Texas. I had the cash sitting in the bank account. I could easily buy a new car. God was showing me a better way to go. He also, by telling me that, through the Holy Spirit, gave me faith that I would not need that money in the future. That same night, God also gave me A dream where I had bought a new car the day after the dream I said to Pam Padgett I want to go shop for cars and I told her what had happened to me and that same day that we went to shop for cars we bought a new car there was an older man in our church group He was in his 70s when this happened to him. He walked out into his backyard and noticed his storage shed. And he thought, it's just stuffed with things. Maybe I need to build another storage shed to put my things in it. And he heard a word from the Holy Spirit instantly. And the Holy Spirit said to him, Why don't you just get rid of the things? So often the Holy Spirit brings us a better way to go, shows us a better way to go when we're doing something. In 1990, I built a house in Clovis, New Mexico, for my mother to be able to move into the house with me. I had purchased a lot on the golf course in Clovis to build on. And when the contractor got the plans for the house, unknown to me, the house was too big for the lot. So he cut the size of the kitchen down without telling me. And he cut the size of the garage down without telling me. When I moved into the house, my mother and I were always running over each other in that small kitchen. And I began praying, how can I take care of this problem? And I couldn't see any way to deal with the kitchen problem. But every time this happened, I prayed. And for four years, I prayed over this. Every time I went into the kitchen and my mother was in there and we were running over each other. What can I do about this small kitchen? One day, I stepped into the kitchen and it was like a light went on. In my mind, and I knew what to do. God brought me the information that day of what to do with that small kitchen. It had a built in refrigerator in the kitchen and a built in pantry. A garage was attached to the kitchen. All I needed to do was move the pantry out to the garage put the refrigerator where the pantry had been and it opened up several feet of floor space and I could even put a little rolling cabinet in there. So simple. God's ways are so simple. We can't see it at all until all of a sudden God shows us And then we know exactly what to do. Then I was concerned about that house in New Mexico. I was concerned because the garage looked like a two-car garage, but it wasn't big enough to put two cars into it. It had a garage door, which was the typical two-car garage door but there wasn't floor space for two cars. I didn't think anyone would buy the house with that garage problem if I got to the point of wanting to sell it. So I began trying to plan a place on the west side of the house where I could build a one-car single garage. I had the money to build it. I had the contractor to build it. But every time I tried to build that garage, God stopped me. After my mother died in the year, I believe, 2001, I put the house up for sale and planned to move to uh, Lubbock, Texas. A woman and two of her relatives decided to buy the house. And the woman only had one car, so she didn't care how big the garage was. There was no problem in selling the house as I thought there would be. Sometimes we think there will be a problem in something, and God stops us from what we're planning, and there is no problem. I have often been stopped from doing something that I planned to do, I'm thankful to say. It is so important to be able to identify the Holy Spirit when he brings an idea to your mind. One of the first things God taught me about knowing the voice of God is God's yoke is easy, his burden is light. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30. If the plan is terribly difficult, terribly complex, terribly expensive, then I know I don't have the plan from God. For when you hear from God, his yoke is easy to be Entreated. His burden is light. If you will read James chapter 3, you will see so many guidelines concerning hearing the voice of God. In James chapter 3, we are told that if there is envy and strife in what we are doing, There is confusion and every evil work. One time my cleaning woman came to me and she said, don't you ever feel you have to keep up with the Joneses? I was shocked and I said, what? And she said again, don't you feel you ever have to keep up with the Joneses? I stopped and thought about it and I said, I don't think I do feel that way but I have so many scriptures that I work on Jesus made himself of no reputation and for several weeks I really worked on what I did and I didn't try to make myself look good to people I didn't try to outdo people and I suppose that carried over into my life because I drove a 25-year-old car and I didn't try to have a new car like other people. It didn't matter to me. So I don't think I do try to keep up with the Joneses. I don't think I do that. There is a scripture which says they. Measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. If you start trying to compare yourself to someone else and trying to outdo someone else, you are opening the door for evil in your heart. Our pastor at church went on radio. And he stood up in the congregation and told about going on radio. And then he said, I'm going to be bigger on radio than Kenneth Copeland. Well, I just shuddered. I, I don't know that I knew that scripture at that time, but I knew there was something very evil in what he was going to try to do. Eventually, he was destroyed and had no ministry at all. Comparing yourselves with other people is not wise. Settle the matter with God. Do that which God approves. I recommend that you read John chapter 14, verse 26, and John chapter 16, verse 13, for Jesus tells us four things the Holy Spirit does for us. He guides us into all truth. He teaches us all things. He reminds us of everything Jesus has said to us, and he shows us things to come. Thank you for allowing me to speak this with you today.